Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're off in the hills again today because for once the weather is amazing and there's no wind, so very special day. But I think the weather is celebrating what I'm going to call Schadenfreude Day. <laughs> Here the 17th of December, as the, the Tories suffer a massive, humiliating defeat in the county of North Shropshire. In fact, I was so excited to find the results. I was it's like a yeah. I felt like a, a child waking up on Christmas morning this morning to be <laughs> an, an opening, really the most exciting present, because the Tories yeah. lost. They've held this seat for nearly two hundred years, mm-hmm. and as far as I can tell, they didn't put an awful lot of effort in uh, trying to campaign for it. She's uh, presumably thinking that it's far too safe of, of a seat. Um, because normally the Tory MP wins by a huge margin there yeah. and has for a long time. And um, <laughs> the Lib Dems took it with a margin of about 6,000. Yeah. So they really were trounced. It was delightful. It was like the best the best news we've had in ages. I mean, this, <laughs> this really says a lot because the Tories have been doing so badly over the last month. And every day it just gets worse and worse and worse. We just found out about another party that they've had. (laughs) (laughs) Illegal parties during the lockdown. Well, they are party animals, our Tories, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it sort of seems like now, in the the public's perception, that uh, they pretty much had a party every day through the lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> this is how, how it's been presented, even by the traditional Tory-supporting media. <laughs> uh, so it really is uh, special. I mean, this this um, constituency was is not only a, uh, a, a a very safe Tory stronghold, yeah. uh, but it's also um, a largely Brexit-supporting area as mm. well. So there's a double whammy there. Mm. They've uh, quite clearly expressed by voting for a, a pro-Europe party um, that they're not terribly happy with Brexit after all. And perhaps yeah. it's a pile of shit. <laughs> fuck you, Boris. Ah, <laughs> oh, delightful, delightful. So I say it's a happy day. And if, uh, if this is a reflection of things to come, which of course is uh, possible, maybe not possible, Which, of course, it may not be, but we can only hope. Uh, it certainly is the... Uh, the best ray of hope that we've had in uh, quite some time. Yeah. It does seem that, finally, <laughs> the... Uh, the Tory corruption and... illegal activities are coming home to roost. So what do you think this means for our <laughs> our blessed country moving forward, Dr Yates? Well, uh, I would like to shabby you up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I've been so excited this morning. I had to have a nap at lunch. I was, I was just, I was just like doing my happy dance for hours on end. Yeah, oh, I must admit I'm enjoying the schadenfreude of it. <laughs> uh, and I thought the Tories might do a bit better than that, you know, lose by a narrow margin or have, have the 23,000, I think it was, majority 
whittled down. Yeah, quite, I, quite I wasn't a lot. expecting it to, to be such but a big it's, uh, uh, swing. Yeah, it's six, six or seven thousand or something. I've got the figures in my pocket, which I shall read out in a moment, <laughs> just to show that we do detail here as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I have to sob you up a little bit because. This is pretty well two years into the you know, four or five year parliament, right? So it's pretty well in the middle. By election, this kind of phenomenon is quite common. It's also a situation in which the Lib Dems do particularly well, as Aaron Bastani remarks on Twitter today. Uh, they've got their shit together when it comes to uh, the ground game, they call it, you know. They've got a good ground game in by-elections. <laughs> and they, do, they traditionally do do well. Push, pushing Labour into third place, incidentally. So I want to kind of try and tease out a nuanced picture of how this kind of shit works, if, if I can, to the extent that I can. So it's not uncommon, uh, Blair suffered setbacks like this. in the middle of his uh, three terms in, in various occasions I can't remember details off the top of my head but he did, he had these big uh, by-election setbacks and then went on to have another, another landslide uh, same with Mrs Thatcher the Tories got fucking well and truly trounced and then Mrs Thatcher went on, you know, and she was there She was there for 11 years, you know. And then John Major for another how many years, seven, eight years or something. Yeah, huge, uh, long period of Tory rule, not particularly dented by, by election results. I mean, the electorate, I think, take this as a chance to flick their fingers at the government and, and their, their party, you know, their regular party when you've got these kind of safe seats. Just to flick the V at them. So, calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, enjoy your schadenfreude. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly enjoying it. I think my... I need to calm down, otherwise I'm not going to sleep tonight. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm glad you're sobering me up there. <laughs> but I would counter what you're saying there a little bit with uh, our situation, which is quite unique to those other ones you described. Yeah. yeah. Because we have Brexit in the mix. Yeah. I mean, Brexit is the reason for the current Tories' existence and massive majority. Uh, Brexit and Covid now as well. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, they, they, these, all, these are like the real world situations on the ground that, that, that have influence on the way things pan out politically. Of course they do. Uh, North Shropshire, I should, should add, is it's a farming constituency. If you've ever been there, it's the, it's the Shropshire Plain, you know, and it's just flat. Um, grazing country, I suppose, and arable and stuff. I don't know exactly what the makeup of the farming is, but it is basically farming. There's a few sort of small market towns, you know, and villages and stuff. Yeah, but it's exactly no the cities. kind of place the Tories don't give a shit about, and Brexit has harmed the most. No, no cities. Well, it's, it's not like they don't give a shit. Well, not like they don't give a shit, because it's kind of part of their natural base, you know. The Tory shires, they call it, don't they? The shires, you know, the landed gentry and blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of that round there. And... Obviously, farming's taken a hit. I don't know about the particular farming makeup in that constituency. I imagine there's a lot of beef and dairy, uh, and, uh, but all, all farming has suffered. So I imagine that they have suffered. 
whether it's, it's, I doubt it would be to the extent that we've seen in East Anglia, Anglia in the, uh, in, in, you know, in the, the, the vegetable growing and so forth, you know. But they will have suffered, of course they will. But of course the other thing about that constituency is it's the constituency that was made vacant by Owen Pattison resigning. And he was forced to resign, basically, uh, after Johnson tried to save him by changing the bloody rules. You know, that bounced back on him and he had to go and apologise in Parliament about that. You know, that's only like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think the, uh, the Patterson uh, scandal is still fresh in the minds. I mean, Especially it, if the people who voted for him, I, yeah. I could be quite embarrassed. Yeah. No, if, if, if Johnson had just not tried to rescue him, what an absolute miscalculation. Well, he was trying to, he was trying to, he was trying to change the, uh, the parliamentary uh, regulations and set-up, you know, the institutional set-up, for dealing with uh, complaints of wrongdoing against MPs. Yeah. So in and other words, that he wanted there to be never any complaints ever again of wrongdoings. <laughs> well, it looked, it looked <laughs> that way. That's what he was way. trying to do. It, it was certainly a very bad look, and of course it bounced back on him. But remember, that's only a couple of weeks ago. And then subsequent to that, we had the Allegra Stratton crying on number 10 because of Partygate. This, this is all, all in uh, the last couple of weeks, really, I forget. What? I mean, we did do a podcast on the Owen Pattison business, which you can you can go back and you'll find it, you know, if you want to know the detail. But bear in mind, this constituency was made vacant by him resigning. If Johnson hadn't tried that uh, stupid uh, miscalculation, Pattison would have been back in Parliament now. He'd have got, like, suspended for six days or something. To, to, I don't know what. That's all that would have happened to him. People do terrible things in Parliament and then they, they make them sort of go and sit in the naughty corner for really literally a few days, then they're back. Yeah. So this, this is Johnson's fault because he just yeah. like messed it up so badly, which is another delightful yeah. thing about I this. mean, in Denmark last week, I think it was last week, one of their ministers did something similar. I don't know the exact details, but he was sent to jail. <laughs> That's how they do it over there. He uh, was saying, fuck you, you're going to jail. Wow, nice. You know. Well done, the Danes, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they get away with murder here. But Johnson tried to kind of finesse it, pre presumably to change the situation so similar events in the future would, would go unpunished, unnoticed, or even be deemed out of order. In other words, shifting the ability of Parliament to d discipline the members for this kind of thing um, away and in favour of the corporations who, who would love nothing better than to be able to lobby Parliament to uh, absolutely with impunity, you know. I mean, they already do. They find ways around all this stuff, but if we've got a little bit of summit to put the brakes on them, it should be hanging on to it, you know. So schadenfreude, yeah, but some people uh, I've noticed have been saying that there's no way I'm ever going to celebrate the victory of the Liberal Democrats, and I, I kind of think they're, they're arseholes. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Particularly, uh, I've seen this one, yeah, particularly after uh, how they behaved in coalition with uh, Cameron's Tories, and Nick Clegg was the Deputy Prime Minister and all that stuff. 
Uh, they welched on every kind of promise they made to people to get to, to get votes, tuition fees, all manner of things. You know, and the, the whole they, they enabled Cameron to put in the whole disgusting and unnecessary screwing of the people called austerity to save the banks. Well, again, you know, Iceland, very small country, admittedly, their bankers did all the same devious shit as our bankers. Our bankers got paid for doing it in the end. In America, even worse, Goldman Sachs made billions out of the fact that millions of people lost their homes in the 2008 crash. You know, they caused it and they got rewarded for causing it. Our bankers the same. In Iceland, they sent them to jail. The bank, they fucking jailed all their, all their, all their, all their bankers who've been pulling these, these uh, scams with uh, instruments and collateralised debt obligations and all of this financial gambling. So that's what I'd be doing, mate. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be rounding some of them up and, and popping them in the poor person's prison. None of your white collar jail for them lot, mate. That can go in strange ways, you know, with the... Uh, <laughs> the people that they put there. <laughs> the people that they put there for having you know, two, two little tiny dots of weed in their pocket, you know. Yeah. Found guilty because black, you know, these sorts of people. They'll have a lovely time in there with, with those guys. So... I don't want to be celebrating a, 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 a Lib Dem victory either. Oh no, I'm definitely not celebrating that part. It's just yeah. the tremendous but the loss Chardon, of the Tories. The Schadenfreude really. is very yeah. interesting. Now, obviously, people are now speculating like mad: is this going to compromise Johnson? And some Tory grandee goes on the the radio this morning and says, "Well, he's had two strikes, three strikes, and he's out." Well. I mean, I, I tweeted this... I think this. he's had, like, about 40 or 50 <laughs> strikes, personally. I tweeted this guy. I said, why are you letting him have three strikes? You know, anyway, the last time I counted, it was at least 10. And that's only in the last couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. Why, why, why aren't you ditching him, you know? Well, the, the way a Tory Prime Minister gets ditched and the way they ditched Theresa May is that the 1922 committee... Can, can order a, a, a vote of no confidence. But in, for, in order for that to happen, they have to have a certain number of letters from Tory MPs complaining about the Prime Minister um, that they need to go to the chair of the 1922 committee. And I think if there's a majority of the Parliamentary Conservative Party, party go that way, then they have a vote of no confidence in the Prime Minister. And because yesterday, I think, was the last day of Parliament. And because the, the letters of complaint about the Prime Minister go to the, the chair of the 1922 committee's office in Parliament, nothing would happen now until the new year when par Parliament reconvenes. So it looks as though, well, Johnson's got away with it with the timing. Because this is that you know, because it's now like Christmas, you know, it's the silly season now. But anyway, the chair, who is uh, Sir Graham Brady, incidentally, um, has made a statement that if the Tory MPs want to complain during the recess, they can send him an email. 
<laughs> so he's, he's kind of... I'm leaving the door wide open, folks, yeah. for you to just trash Johnson. You know, and then if there's any question about, like, the security or the... Uh, or any slight hint that there might be some kind of fraud by this method. You know, it's not a secure method of, of taking such a, a, a important steps. But he would telephone anybody who emailed him to, to confirm wow. that they really wanted to do it. It's kind of do. exciting news because maybe so, after uh, after Christmas, like they might they might have done that. Yeah. So this is this is the kind the kind of thing that doesn't get noticed. You know, but it's actually, it's a tiny little kind of manoeuvre by somebody that's nevertheless quite significant. I suppose the other way I want to sober you up is, well, it, it, it would be, it, we could have some schadenfreude of, uh, out of J Johnson, you know, getting the bloody boot and just languishing on the back benches. It would be wonderful. But you might be looking at a, at a at least truss. I know. Pr Prime Ministership. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I have no illusions that anyone that takes over will be any better. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. could even be worse. Some of them. Worse. Some of them could be worse, couldn't they? Yeah. Um. Well, even Rishi Sunak, you know, Dishi Rishi, you know, he, 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 he it's, looks. It's, it's just at the very least they can't lie as convincingly. That yeah. will help. But they are all they, they they do all lie though. Yeah. I, I haven't come across one that doesn't doesn't just doesn't lie through the teeth about everything. Yeah. Lie spin, lie propaganda. Their only talent. Their only talent. I mean, I just want to put this picture in your mind. Riz Truss, and uh, term number one, term number two, nuclear keys. <laughs> just yeah. you know, if you want to, have, I've, I've, no, I know it's quite quite cruel now because. The 50 people who listen to our podcast are now all going to have terrible nightmares, you know, <laughs> of apocalypse. That, that's me trying to sober you up with your Schadenfreude. No, I'm having a bit of Schadenfreude myself. Now, I'm going to read the figures. Just so that everybody knows we do detail. Helen Morgan won it, who's Liberal Democrat. 17,957 votes. And she did thank Labour voters who lent her, their vote. Uh, Labour generally would come, come second uh, in, in this, but they didn't this time. Conservative comes second, uh, Neil Shastrinhurst with 12,032. He was somebody that they parachuted in. He wasn't local. He couldn't answer local questions, so they kind of kept him a bit sort of quiet, you know. Yeah, Which they, probably... they also kept him quiet because the one time they, he was allowed to go in front of the, the cameras, he was asked very awkward questions and basically asked to defend the indefensible. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't really allowed out much, but uh, it was a pretty terrible choice. Labour came third with the 3,696. Oh, that's so low. Ben Wood. Not particularly a good candidate, I don't know. Ben Wood. Greens, Duncan Kerr, 1,738. Reform Party, God knows who they are. Kirsty Wolsey, 1,427. UKIP, Andrea Allen, 378. So God, I didn't what's even the... know UKIP was still going. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at... What is it? That's nearly 18,000, isn't it? And that's 12,000. Yeah, it's just a whisper six, off 18,000 she so got. Six. I mean, the, the, the previous... Tory, Owen Patterson, I think the last election, I think he had a 23,000 majority, so that's not that far off, you know. Now, Labour has got slipped to third place. 
And I saw some interesting figures on the Labour share of the vote in this constituency in the last few general elections. And they, they all did better than this, you know, 3,688. Uh, under under Gordon Brown's the, the the one furthest back I went, uh, Gordon Brown. Um, I don't know how many he got exactly, but it was a lot more than this, you know. And then there was Ed Miliband, and he did about the same, or not quite so well. Then it was Jeremy Corbyn, seventeen, and he trebled what they'd got, you know. He just just right. Twenty nineteen, it went down. Obviously, they lost, but it was still more than either Gordon Brown or, or Ed, Ed, Ed Miliband, right? By a factor, not by a few, by a factor two or three. Even in 2019, Jeremy Corbyn. And uh, then this, this by-election under Keir Starmer, performing far worse than any of those, but the best performer in both of the elections in which he took part, you know, his party took part in this constituency. Jeremy Corbyn got by far the best results. The joke all over social media is, it's all Corbyn's fault. <laughs> it's all Corbyn's fault. Yeah. So, I think that is very, very easy to expose now, but uh, of course they keep doing it. The let's smear anybody remotely socialist movement, which proved immensely powerful, hasn't it? So there's a lot of stuff com comes out when you kind of like dig in and have a look at the little things and hear the little little bits of news from the 1922 committee and stuff like that. So Schadenfreude, I would say enjoy it because we've got to we've got to grasp any joy we can these days. I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but be, be aware, they could very very well, well win this seat back in the next election uh, with a big majority again. Given the nature of the constituency, there's a well, lot of depends, unknowns. It depends, depends what happens. I mean, if Brexit carries on unfolding in the way that it's going and yeah. the inevitable way that it's going, yeah. um, then uh, farming is just going to be trashed. Yeah. So I can't see that constituency being that happy with yeah. that. But how, how, how many votes of the farm? Well, I suppose maybe, maybe the whole economy is kind of very enmeshed with farming, is little industry. You know, those little market towns, you know, the shops. Uh, and all the little businesses, and the builders, the jobbing I mean, builders, they all indirectly benefit they're, they're from, all, a, from a healthy, from, profitable farming yeah, community, that, that, don't that, they? That, that, is, that is right. Yeah, that is what's going on there. So it may or may not. Yeah, and but, it, not, but it seemed yeah, like in just, this, in this Brexit was was like not not an issue, was it? Was it? I don't think it was. Lib Dems are sort of uh, were um, remain, weren't they? Pretty well. That was their yeah, official. Were, yeah. That was their official policy. This yeah. seat was sixty percent leave. Yeah. This, so is, this might is another reason why this uh, this is so surprising. Yeah. I mean, there might be a lot of people who have been commenting on this. Look at the, the kind of people who sort of want to want to figure out what's going to happen before it happens, <laughs> which is what journalism is all about. You speculate endlessly what's going to happen in a few hours' time. Most of those commentators were saying oh it, it'll, it'll be a, a, a very narrow win with a massively eroded majority or, or a very narrow defeat and probably the Lib Dems the bookies were back in Lib Dems weren't they 
Yeah. And let's see what happens to Libra. Of course, they've took a kind of a hit here, you know. And I think they did canvas a little bit. I don't think it was that enthusiastic. They canvas a little bit. So bear in mind, the Lib Dems had another similar success a few weeks ago. I forget the name of the constituency, didn't they? In a yeah, they did, yeah. They, they, yeah. they kind of had a, a resounding success, as they like to say. Because all of this pans out the way it pans out. Largely as a, as a consequence of the stupid first-past-the-post system. Which is, strikes me as designed... To make the Tories win. To make the Tories win. I mean, I, you know, since since we've had sort of electoral po politics in this country, they've they've been in power for most of the time. Most of the twentieth century, they were in power, and it is it is basically designed to keep any kind of whiff of socialism away from power in this this country, and that that is in effect what what it does. So let's just finish with a little bit of speculation about what this what this vote actually means. I think my uh, my thoughts are that this definitely sends a strong message to the Tories that uh, people who are traditionally delighted with everything they do, no matter how awful, for the last two hundred years are now not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, that has to make them sit up and take notice. And they are finding it very difficult to get any Tories uh, to be interviewed on TV or radio <laughs> at the moment and defend Johnson, which again is telling. Mm. They are exceedingly embarrassed, the ones that do get uh, frog-marched onto the radio and the telly, aren't they? One of my friends said a really funny thing this morning. He said that one of the, the few Tory MPs that he uh, he saw being interviewed, he said the guy the guy was behaving like he was reading from the script of a hostage video. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And also, one of the things that they're saying is, um, and, and just before this vote, they... The interviews that I saw, uh, Tory MPs were, were saying, uh, Johnson has to change. If he's going to carry on being Prime Minister, he has to change. <laughs> so, spoiled brat Johnson will ever change? Probably not. So, you know, maybe he's out. But as you yeah. said, it's, a, it's not really going to be much of a victory because the person that takes over is likely to be worse. Johnson is the only one who has the ability to con the public into thinking that he's a jolly good old chap, tells jokes, you know, makes people like him and manages to pretend that he's actually human and cares about anything. Yeah. Whereas the rest, of him, the rest of them really are just... Um, they won't be able to disguise that they are the naked face of evil. <laughs> It's Boy. almost like people supporting a football team. Yeah. You know, they get so passionate mm. about Johnson and we love Boris. I mean, you know, I've seen people making little cute little cuddly Boris dolls and people having tattoos of Boris on themselves because they love him so much. Can we imagine the same thing happening with Liz Truss, <laughs> Dominic Raab <laughs> or any of the other contenders, really? I think not. <laughs> And, and unfortunately, with the voting public, it can be as simple as that. It's like whether yeah. they like his face. 
yeah. or her face. A lot of it's just kind of visceral, emotion, yeah. emotional football team shit, unfortunately. I think democracy delivers good decisions, i.e. decisions which allow everybody to flourish. If you have an educated electorate, <laughs> they are not being force-fed palpable and uh, bilious nonsense day in and day out by the gutter press then we might find that the human wallers will move forward somewhat and at least get rid of some of the fucking things that fucking blight us you know yeah. war poverty pandemical disease cruelty terrible inequality etc 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 well that would be nice <laughs> anyway we're walking down the hill yeah. wish you'd be here because there's uh, the sun setting over the sea and it looks absolutely amazing <laughs> it's very very golden pink and it's blue. just out of this world isn't it the colors which which are most captivating it's I really, it really is out of really this world. Beautiful evening. You can't. I mean, I say evening. It's probably only about it's at three o'clock. Half past three. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's evening at this time of year. So, wish you were here, and I hope you're enjoying today as much as we are. This is a. It, it is a beautiful day. Just even if it is just a moment of glory, at least we can just <laughs> soak it in, just just for twenty four hours until they do the next awful thing. <laughs> So thank you for coming for on our walk with us today and we'll speak to you again soon. Make knowledge great again. Hope you're having a good apocalypse. <laughs>